Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Listen, I'm convinced that energy is the ultimate currency when it comes to our health. At least that's the case for thousands of women that I ask every single year. Hands down, I have surveyed over 65,000 women and over 90% of them want more energy throughout the day. Now, specifically, they want to wake up feeling energized and ready to tackle whatever the day brings. And they want to get through the 3 p.m. slump, well, without the slump, or the cravings to push through it. And they want to have enough energy to spend quality time with their friends, their family, or their hobbies after work and on the weekends. And a part of that energy is also having a brain that works for them too, so that they feel focused, alert, happy, and mentally clear. And guess what? I want that too. Needing more energy is literally what started me on this journey 30 years ago. And thankfully, I have learned some pretty awesome hacks and strategies along the way that I've been committed to because they result in enhanced brain function and amazing energy levels. And I feel more committed today than ever before because it feels like there is so much more at stake. I want tons of energy for my son and my family. If you have little boys in your household, you know what it's like, right? They are on the go. Kingston just grabs my hand and we are off to the races. I also want to continue doing what I love without having to debate if I have the energy for it or if I have to choose something else, right? I'm not sure you've ever been in that place in your life where you've had so little energy. I know I've been there where I've had to choose this or this. I couldn't have both. And today I am a yes and kind of girl. I want to do it all and I want to feel good doing it too. Now, I know that I'm 42 years old and this is the time where my body's pivoting and my hormones are changing and they're going to continue to change. So what I'm doing right now is that I'm pivoting too. I am doubling down on boosting my muscle mass. I'm improving my metabolism. I'm building in the self-care so that I don't burn myself out. I'm also focused on the personal development aspect that plays into being well, let's be honest, I am super hard on myself. And I remember, you know, having a mantra years ago where the standard is the standard and that the standard was very, very high. And let me tell you, I have let that go. My new mantra this year is extra grace required. Extra grace for me, extra grace for my family, extra grace for the circumstances in my life. Now, currently, as I prepare to turn 43 in September, right after Labor Day, I'll be honest with you, I am feeling stronger than I have been in several years. I am more toned. I'm moving my body more. I am walking like nobody's business. I'm telling you, walking is my superpower these days, along with lifting weights. And I'm really focused on being present and savoring the sweet moments with my one and a half year old toddler, who will be two before I know it. He'll be two this year in December. With so many things that I juggle every day, from running a seven-figure business to devoting several hours to this incredible podcast, to being a partner, a friend, and a mama who is participating in, let me tell you, multiple daily dance parties and beach activities, which I am so grateful for. I love chasing Kingston in the waves. I love carrying him through the waves. It's just so much fun. And I am fully committed to moving my body every single day. I literally just got done with a Flash 15 on the Peloton app with Jess Sims. She's amazing. I love her 15-minute workouts because you just feel like you did so much in such a small amount of time. 
And what I've learned is that hands down, energy is my most important currency these days. And if this is true for you too, amen to that. You are literally my people. Now in my research, I found that blood sugar regulation is a big part of sustaining great energy levels all day long, even when we wake up. And it's important to note that lifestyle, not just food, impacts our blood sugar levels, right? Sleep impacts our blood sugar levels. You know, the amount of stuff we're doing every single day, the conversations that we're having can impact our blood sugar levels. Now, in the many months that I have been wearing a continuous glucose monitor, I have learned a lot. And I tied it back to research time and time again. So here are the blood sugar hacks that I'm using today that are making the biggest impact on my energy and my brain function. Now, what's great about these hacks is that they are so easy to start implementing. Literally today, you could implement them and you will begin to feel a difference in about a week. And they won't mess with your time or your money, which, you know, these are things we got to consider. I want something that's easy. I want something that's not going to be messing with my time. And I want something that's not going to break my bank, right? That's the deal. So if boosting energy is a goal for you, what I recommend is listen to all the hacks that I've got today, which is 10. And I recommend picking one to two hacks and just commit to that one to two hacks throughout this week. Because I'm a big believer that you choose to be ready. You don't wait to be ready. Everything is a choice. And choosing to be ready, man, it's going to get you the results faster that you desire. And here's the thing that I've learned over the years is that you got to decide what kind of person you are. Are you the person that desires results? Then decide right now that you're going to pick one of these today. And let's start skyrocketing your energy levels today. So here we go. Number one, I fiercely protect my sleep and I have pretty good sleep hygiene because I know that my blood sugar is more regulated when I sleep and my energy levels are that much better. Also, I never know when Kingston's gonna wake us up, so going to bed on the earlier side is super important for just in case. Some mornings it's 5.30, some mornings it's 6.15, some mornings it's 7 a.m. Like, you know, it just really depends. And when it's the super earlier times, I'm just so grateful that I had that buffer that I went to bed earlier in the night so that I got a decent amount of sleep when he has the earlier wake-ups. Now, I spend the last hour of my night screen-free, so I wind down with reading, gratitude, and a 10-minute meditation. I always make sure that the room is extra dark and that all the lights in the room and in the bathroom connected to my bedroom are very, very low. I use hue lights and then I can change them to make sure that the lights are very low. We pretty much just keep them as we are. I'll tell you what, I cannot do harsh light in the evening time. We have all dim lighting around the house. And sometimes I stay with a friend or I, I stay at a hotel room and I'm just like, oh my goodness, like this is way too much light at night. You know, and this is why blue blockers are so great too to be wearing in the evening, especially if you're staying somewhere where you don't control the dim lighting. One of the things that's super important here is that we know that melatonin production is triggered by being in the dark and it plays a critical role in the production of mitochondrial creation. This is super important because our mitochondria are literally the powerhouses that make the energy that let us do the things that we do, right? And if we have mitochondrial dysfunction in our cells, we're not gonna have the energy to get up and do the things that we want. So this is super important. 
literally some of these changes are just one-time changes. Just get lights that are dim for your bedroom and your bathroom so that you get some blue blockers and just wear them. Take your phone and the devices and your TV, turn them off an hour before bed. It makes a massive, massive difference. You can also try between one milligram to five milligrams of melatonin at night if you like. Um, my essentially whole Zen Sleep blend has I think five, gram, five milligrams of melatonin. And I take that before bed every night along with my magnesium restore about 45 minutes before bed. I also love using lavender and cedarwood essential oils in a diffuser before going to bed as well. And probably one of my favorite little sleep time rituals with Kingston is rolling a little bit of a, a lavender, diluted lavender roller on his feet. He just loves it. He loves the way it smells. It's so calming. I also do that on his bedding, in his sheets, in his crib. So yeah, these are just really beautiful rituals that we've baked into our evening routine that just tell the brain it is time to go to sleep. And then the last thing I do before retiring downstairs, retiring for the night, which is usually around 10 p.m., is I do that little sleep meditation and it completely knocks me out. So again, just have a routine that your body really knows that your brain is like, oh, okay, we're in this process right now. We are going to bed. We are turning things off. We are boosting melatonin. That's the name of the game. And the more ritualistic you can create it, the more of that sleep hygiene you have on lock, man, it makes all the difference in the world. World. Back in the day, I would Tasmanian devil my way into bed from whatever activity I was doing. And I would just lay there awake for an hour because my brain was just racing. I gave no prep time for my brain to be like, oh, it's bedtime right now. Today, it is so, so crucial. And I think about like the sleep routine we do with Kingston, which is about a half hour long. It's the same thing every single time so that he knows what to be expected. I'm not sure how we thought that we shouldn't just continue to do that as adults too. So I believe, especially around sleep and waking up, we really do have to have rituals that ground us and set an intention for what we're gonna do. All right, number two, I do 20 to 30 minute strength training workouts to build muscle about four to six times a week. Now, this has been a game changer for me, especially after being diagnosed with Hajimoto's thyroiditis. See, back in the day, I used to do really long cardio and long workout sessions. And today, 30 minutes max, I focus on heavier weights and less time. I'll tell you what, you can get just as much done in 20 to 30 minutes than you do in that 55 minutes. So just find that sweet spot. If you're finding that you're burning out after a workout or you're not losing weight or you're not building muscle mass, you're just not getting the results that you're looking for, my recommendation is to pare it down. I know that a lot of us tend to overwork out. That was my MO for over a decade until I completely burned to the ground. Like I just couldn't do it anymore. So again, it's super important to kind of find that sweet spot for you. No more than 30 for me. I find that to be the case with a lot of women, especially as we're in perimenopause and beyond. Now, the thing about muscle is that we lose it and it is the organ of longevity. So building more muscle speeds up our metabolic rate for up to two hours after even a 20 minute workout session. And Here's the deal. I don't think we put enough emphasis on the need to be building muscle as we get older. It is so critical. It helps us to burn more calories, even if you're not moving, right? It allows us to become more insulin sensitive. It allows us to have more energy. Um, it strengthens our metabolic rate. It helps to boost our brain function. There's just too many benefits to building muscle that I just can't impart this enough. Like, and there's so many great apps. You can do it from home. Like there's really no excuse to be moving your body and especially picking up some weights. 
Number three. So one of the things that I started about a year and a half ago is I eat dinner earlier than I ever have before, most days of the week. And then we walk after dinner for about 20 to 30 minutes to the beach, which is so nice. So typically Kingston and we eat around 5.30 and 6 um, because it's the perfect time for him. And I have noticed that the earlier that I eat, the more insulin sensitive that I am. And I've got a bigger window from when I ate last till when I go to sleep, which makes a huge difference in our sleep, just our sleep quality. This has made the biggest difference in keeping my blood sugar stable and my brain firing on all cylinders. It's also an amazing time to connect with my family and just ground with that little walk that we do after dinner every single day is one of my favorite times of the day. So I love that not only am I supporting my blood sugar, I'm moving my body, I'm getting my steps, but also I am having great conversations with my husband. I'm holding Kingston at the beach and it's such a sweet moment. We definitely don't catch the sunset right now because it's too late, but it's just nice to see that it's getting darker, the surfers are out on the ocean. It's just a really nice moment. And you know, hopefully you're in a neighborhood where you can just walk out in nature and really enjoy that post-meal walk and just have a great opportunity to connect with the people that you love. Now, it's important to note that 80% of us are very insulin resistant at night. And honestly, I had no idea. And I don't know if this was something you already knew or just learned right now. I know I talk about it on the show. But naturally, we are just more insulin resistant at night because our biological clock runs that way. So many of us struggle with, with high blood sugar spikes in the evening. I mean, I'll tell you what, I could have great blood sugar levels all day long and then I would have dinner and honestly, no carbs. <laughs> but if I had any carb, especially sweet potatoes, ooh, I would spike my blood sugar immediately. So that was really the impetus for us eating earlier. And it really aligned with Kingston's schedule too. We are usually done with dinner well before 6.30. I think 6.30 is the latest. That way we can get that little walk-in before we put Kingston down for bed at 7. And it's been a game changing for my sleep, my waking up with more energy. I feel like my brain is working better. I have better word recall. I'm more alert. I'm able to concentrate more. I mean, this is such a simple hack. So move dinner down an hour or two and walk after that meal. So you've got that plenty of time before you settle into your evening. And I'll tell you what, what I love about walking as I have episodes specifically on it, walking is literally the most underrated exercise that we can be doing. And I try to walk at least once per day. I and mean, what I love about it is it is boosting non-exercise activity thermogenesis, known as NEAT. Now, the energy that it expended from daily general activities like walking and errands has a significant impact on the number of calories your body is burning every single day. By moving more in your daily life, you'll see huge improvements in your metabolism, and walking is literally one of the easiest ways to do that. Currently, what's been really fascinating is I have doubled my average steps compared to last year. And it's been great for my mental and emotional state. And the reason why my steps have doubled is we moved in December to a new community and it is a very walking heavy community. There's cafes, there's little markets, there's coffee shops, even the post office is within a five to 10 minute walk from our house, beaches, parks. I remember living in downtown Oakland, California at Lake Merritt, my husband and I did, and we would walk to the farmer's market every single weekend. We'd walk to coffee shops, our gym, yoga, cafes, lunch. We would walk everywhere. And I just wanted so much to have that back. So when we, we were looking for a new home, 
to move into, that was my number one criteria as I wanted to be walking distance. And it's been really cool because I was averaging like 3000 steps per day last year in 2021. And now I'm averaging six to 7,000 steps per day. And there's definitely days where I walk more than that. And that's on top of my strength training. So it's just been a game change. It's, it's, I would say that Walking has such a big part of the quality of my life and walking in my neighborhood, walking in my little town of Lucadia is just such a sweet little place to be. And it's made all the difference. Like I'm noticing huge gains, but most importantly in my energy and my brain function. Okay. I know I've talked a lot about walking. Moving on to number four, taking energy building supplements. So before my pregnancy, during my pregnancy, and most definitely after the pregnancy, because honestly, that's when it really goes down, supplements have made the biggest difference in my overall energy levels. Now, I wish I could say food was the only factor, but at the end of the day, many of us burn through a lot of our nutrients very fast. And the fastest way to replenish them is with high quality supplements. So here are my non-negotiables. I take every single day, hands down. We're literally leaving for a trip tomorrow. I've already packed our supplements in a suitcase. We are ready to go. So first is Magnesium Restore. So I formulated Magnesium Restore specifically to increase energy and support mood, sleep, and ease anxiety and mental chatter. So I was trying to knock out multiple birds with one stone. One supports sleep and mood support, but also increase cellular energy across the board. Also, it's great for the liver, and it's also great for blood sugar balance as well. So this is the supplement that is a must-have for boosting energy. Next, I essentially hold Zen Sleep to improve deep restful sleep. I always take Magnesium Restore and Zen Sleep together because they are the ultimate chill pill and my brain just knows, right? It is time to go to bed. Uh, this is especially the case for me right now because I'm not taking a natural progesterone serum because I'm still breastfeeding. Progesterone will decrease breast milk production. But I will say that progesterone serum, especially if you're in perimenopause, is the ultimate chill pill. Just a heads up. Next, I take activated B vitamins every single day because they are energizer boosters. Not only are they great for optimal energy and metabolic function, but man, they keep your brain healthy, your red blood cells functioning properly. They keep your liver working well, and they help to balance blood sugar. So B vitamins, so often we are deficient in B12, B9, and B6. So I highly recommend a methylated B vitamin to ensure that you're boosting your energy. And when you're taking a methylated B vitamin, like the one I carry, you want to take it in the morning because they are potent energizers. So you don't want to be taking them at night because you may feel, I wouldn't call it anxious, but just you feel more energized. And that's just not the time of the day when you want to be feeling that. You want to be winding down at that point. Next is vitamin D complete. Again, it's important to maintain those vitamin D levels. So make sure that you're taking 5,000 IUs every single day to ensure that you're getting what you need to function. Probably my favorite supplement in terms of energy has been a major game changer for me, but that is my adrenal love. You know, there was one ingredient that I would be like, this is going to literally up-level your energy. You're going to feel different. You're going to notice a difference is rhodiola, such a powerhouse adaptogenic herb. But I love combining rhodiola with ashwagandha and American ginseng because that is the trifecta, not only to calm the stress response system and to kind of like calm down the overwhelm that you may be experiencing, but man, boosting up energy. Pairing that with vitamin C, B-complex vitamins, 
and you have got a formula to rock skyrocket energy levels. This was designed as like a two for one. One, address the stress response system and just calm down the survival mode that just depletes us to no end. And then two, up-level mitochondria so that we are feeling better and our mitochondria are working stronger. So powerful. If you aren't taking Adrenal Love yet, it's worth trying for a month and seeing how you do. I'm just going to tell you right now, so many people just stay on it and stay on it and stay on it because once you feel that good, you don't want to feel any different. I'll tell you that. Next, I am a big fan of digestive enzymes for every single meal because, hey, I want my food to actually assimilate into my cells. I love the digestive enzyme Holozyme because it's just a fully complex digestive enzyme and it's a systemic enzyme blend too. So if you're dealing with an autoimmune condition, it's great for helping to ensure that your body's working properly. Next, I love probiotics. I use Just Thrive's probiotic. Um, I think pre and probiotics are super important for gut function. And then omegas. Now, we eat a lot of fish in this house. Kingston loves salmon. Honestly, I smelled his hair this morning. We didn't give him a bath yesterday. Um, not last night. We gave it to him in the morning. And he had had salmon for dinner, and he had touched his little head. And he has a little salmon head, so we're giving, definitely giving him a bath today. I know he had salmon for lunch, too. So we eat a lot of salmon, and... And that boy, man, I'll tell you what, he will tear up some fish. And so because we eat a lot of salmon, we are probably pretty good, but I still take Nordic Naturals Omegas every single day. I just know that our brain needs it and it's really important to reduce inflammation. And then the last one that I take that I think is a no-brainer, I mean, who doesn't take this, is vitamin C. Vitamin C is needed for practically everything in the body. It's kind of similar to magnesium. We just need it. So I aim to take 1,000 milligrams per day. Paleo Valley makes a great vitamin C. I have a vitamin C um, drink. You know, just getting where you fit in. But vitamin C is like, I call it the duct tape of vitamins. It just goes in and just helps to patch things together. So that is my non-negotiables. Take every single day. Yes, there's other ones I take too. But I just wanted to share the ones that I just feel like are going to be the biggest needle movers specifically for brain and energy function. All right, number five, I make sure to fast between dinner and breakfast the next day. So intermittent fasting is a big part of what I do. I have found intermittent fasting to be an effective strategy for reducing inflammation, lowering blood sugar levels, boosting energy and focus, and it gets your body in fat burning mode and increases mitochondrial function. Your mitochondria love fasting. The last thing your mitochondria want to be doing or dealing with is so much glucose, so many substrates, having to break them down is just too much. Like your mitochondria can only take so much. And so having breaks is so critical. Now, a lot of days of the week, it is just a 12 to 14 hour window. It's always a 12 hour window. We call that a circadian fast. So our dinner to the next meal, which is breakfast, um, that's a 12 hour window. And I think that's a very, very safe window. And you can have a lot of benefits by doing a 12 hour fast. But also if you're feeling like you can push yourself and there's benefits to it, 14 hours, 15 hours, 16 hours, if you get into 17 hours, now you're doing, you're, you're operating in cellular autophagy, which your cells are literally cleaning up the debris and gunk that's inside of a cell. That is always great. You know, even a couple times a month, that can be really helpful. But as women, we got to be mindful of our hormones. And so again, I think a 12 hour fast is a great starting spot. And if that's where you land, then that's a perfect place to be. Number six, 
No surprise, I eat nutrient-dense, metabolically healthy meals that focus on protein, fiber, and healthy plant-based fats. Now, the majority of my plate consists of fiber in the form of veggies, and I eat approximately 30 different plant foods per week. A lot of my protein comes from fish, chicken, bison, and lamb, but it also comes from plant sources as well. And I always add some healthy seeds, nuts, olive oil, or avocado to my meals to get those good plant-based fats. I am a big fan of olive oil, like some really great olive oil. I just think olive oil is just like a miracle oil. I love it. We add it to a lot of food. And if you want to check out any recipes that really focus on metabolically healthy meals, I'm not going to lie. The EO Menopause book has all the recipes, dozens of variations that make it so easy and they are so delicious. So if you don't have that book yet, go and grab a copy of the EO Menopause Solution book. It's my latest book. It's phenomenal. Even if you're not in menopause, even if you're far away from menopause, let me tell you, you want to make sure you know what's coming down the line. And the more that we can be aware of what's going to happen with our bodies, just the better we're going to set ourselves up for success. Like that book is designed to be able to ease you through perimenopause into menopause with so much grace and so much metabolic function, so much energy. Like that was the intention when I wrote that book. So it's worth getting. Number seven, I eat a savory breakfast. This goes hand in hand with my last hack. But I have found that setting the tone for the day is so critical. That's why I never eat dessert for breakfast. I don't eat cereal. I don't drink fruit smoothies. I don't do avocado toast. I don't do any starchy carb. Breakfast is protein focused with some healthy fats and veggies. It's often leftovers because that's what makes it easy. I believe today I had roasted chicken a spaghetti squash with a vegan homemade pesto. This is all leftovers, by the way, and a side of broccoli. That was breakfast for me today. And it was amazing because it was leftovers from a couple nights ago. Next, number eight. I start my day with gratitude journaling and I set the tone for my day in literally five minutes because I don't have any more than five minutes. So five minutes is a perfect amount of time. And I can negotiate that. Like I could, I could say, you can find five minutes in your morning. This is one of the best hacks for lowering stress and keeping my energy high. It also keeps me on purpose. So I write in my daily self-care journal while drinking coffee or a matcha every single morning. This is non-negotiable. And here's why. I am able to up-level my energy and get super clear with my day by writing it down. I love starting the day with gratitude. I love getting clear on what's inspiring me that day, my intentions, and then some great affirmations. Again, some of my affirmations today, it feels good to feel good. I choose to feel good. I'm feeling fully supported in all areas of my life. Everything is working out for me. And then the one that I said, you know, earlier was extra grace required. Like anytime I'm feeling some resistance on something, I'm like extra grace required. Like do not beat yourself down. Like it's focusing on that feeling good, focusing on and knowing that everything is working out for me, you know, in all areas of my life. Like those are the affirmations that I really tune into that man, settle my central nervous system and have me move into the world feeling really good and feeling that I can really show up in service. Studies have shown recently that daily acknowledging your gratitude can help solidify your foundation by reducing pain, increasing self-reliance and resilience, enabling restful sleep and enhancing self-worth. And I believe we could all use a little bit more self-worth because we are deserving. And you can actually build new pathways in your brain by influencing your perceptions of the world around you when you are focused on that gratitude. So this is why I created my five-minute daily self-care journal. 
when I surveyed women, I was like, how much time do you have in the morning to just get super clear on what you're going to create that day or just having a ritual that is for you? And it was like five to 10 minutes. So I feel like writing, getting things on paper is so potent and so powerful. And this magical journal is literally designed to set the tone for your day. So taking five minutes in the morning to fill it out will help you approach life with abundance and gratitude, shifts your energy and your intentions and desires for your day and your life. So it's just something to consider. If you don't have a self-care journal yet, and you don't have a journal that gets you super clear on your day, I highly recommend getting one. There's so many out there. I have one on my website. Thousands of women have it today. And it's just such a great little, just a wonderful, easy to fill out journal that just have such powerful potency for you. Number nine, I cut out processed foods, alcohol, and sugar. Mm, I get it. I know. It's not easy to do, and I'm not perfect all the time, but 95% of the time, this is my focus, and it has made a massive difference in my energy and brain function. It's honestly the game changer because I know that what I'm eating will be my future brain and my future mitochondria that are inside of my brain, right? What is there, like 10,000 mitochondria per every neuron in your brain? Let me tell you, I want to make sure that those mitochondria are salmon, healthy salad mitochondria versus like pizza, french fries, whatever, Pringles, mitochondria. I really want to make sure that I am building a robust future brain. So also I only drink water, sparkling water, unsweetened decaf and green iced tea. I'm actually drinking a unsweetened decaf hibiscus tea right now sitting next to me matcha, if I didn't say that already, and coffee. And this has made a huge difference as well. So I am really clear on the types of beverages that I drink and I stick with it. The majority of the time, it's water, Pellegrinos. We buy bulk glass Pellegrino bottles. I learned very quickly that drinks like LaCroix and Bubbly and even Topo Chico, they have high levels of forever chemicals. And again, those go through breast milk. And so we immediately cut those things out. So I only buy Pellegrinos these days and make sure they're in glass containers. I love that Costco sells them in cases. It makes it so easy for us. And then iced teas. I love having unsweetened decaf iced teas, like hibiscus iced teas, because Kingston can drink them as well. So again, you know, once you have them inside of your house, like, and you're super clear about those beverages, um, it, it can make all the difference in the world. Not getting calories and sugar molecules from drinks can change your life and can change your energy levels for the better. When it comes to flavoring my water, Right now I have mint and a squeeze of lime juice and it tastes so good. And I'm not going to lie. I have like really big Yetis that I carry everywhere I go. Ask my husband and ask any bestie that's with me. I even carry Yetis to the run stairs every morning and I bring a coffee Yeti and a water Yeti with me. It's a 10 minute walk to the beach and I do this every single day. Anyway, get in where you fit in, right? This is just how I operate. But I bring my own iced tea to dinners or to lunches or my water with me because no one's going to make my iced tea. No one's going to make the waters that I love. You know, it's oftentimes it's just like a normal, typical black iced tea. And so I love dressing up my own iced tea with like fruit, like limes, lemons, mints. That's the kind of thing that I love. A little bit of sparkling water. I love the combination of iced tea with sparkling water. So again, you know, find a way to make it yours. Find a make, way to make it feel luxurious and delicious and then, and then take it with you. Who cares, right? All right. Number 10. Although I haven't been doing this, this during this whole entire recording, 
I do practice breathing. Deep breathing throughout the day increases your vagal tone, which activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is known as the rest and digest system. Given how often we are feeling stressed and firing off that sympathetic nervous system, aka the stress response survival system, it's crucial to focus on increasing that vagal tone so that your body can relax faster after encountering a stressor. So, you know, one of my favorite people is Sam Scully, who's just literally just on the show and and she has a great app um, that's called Pause Breathwork. Phenomenal. But it could even just be the, you know, there's so many great books on breath out right now too, but it could even be the, you know, um, I would, I think it's like five seconds in five seconds out or six seconds in six seconds out that can make a huge difference. Just find what works best for you, but just take a moment Schedule it on your phone, have your phone go off a couple times a day, maybe four times a day, and give yourself 60 seconds to just breathe it out and reset that central nervous system to really help you just relax and you know get back to a good equilibrium. This is huge for your blood sugar. This is great for your energy levels. This is great for your central nervous system. This helps you to not burn out. All right, there you have it the 10 hacks that are working for me to boost my energy levels and enhance my brain so that it's finally firing on all cylinders post becoming a mama. Now, I hope that one or two of these hacks really, really resonated with you, so much so that you're already doing them or that you're feeling inspired to start one literally this weekend. I believe that we are often just one thought away or one action away towards feeling more energized and feeling good overall. And as you start to feel better every single week, you're then inspired to bring on more habits that begin to change your health and life for the better. Now, none of this is meant to be overnight, but I am a big fan of things that move the needle pretty quickly. But if you can just bring one habit in that can make an impact that drives you to the next one, well, that's how we improve and that's how we really, really get to know our bodies. And I think that's so important is to know your bodies because then once you know your body, you know what you're capable of, you know what's working for you, you can tweak it and optimize it so those habits are really working for you based on how you feel, right? There's a lot of fluidity in these habits. You know, in terms of workouts, some workouts, I'm like a full 30 other days, maybe it's just 20. I got. I just feel, or maybe some days I decide my body's like, today's a, a major walking day, right? You just know your body and you do what's right for your body. I know that I am so clear on my non-negotiables because I know which habits are going to help me to improve and feel energized. I also know which habits are going to help me feel like I'm in a great mood and I can show up for my family and I can be a really positive, you know, a really positive role model for Kingston. You know, I just want to really show up and model, you know, loving my body, self-care, nourishing myself, moving my body. Like I want Kingston to be like, yeah, I mean, I grew up and my mama was always moving and she was always eating healthy and she was always taking care of herself and taking time out for herself and meditating and breathing. And, and that those are the type of habits that he grows up with and that emulate and brings into his life. I know it's, it's super important. So what I want to know is, you know, what are those habits for you? What are the ones that are non-negotiable that just really have you feeling like in your best zone, your zone of genius? And if you do have some habits, I would love for you to reach out to me on Instagram, tag me or use the hashtag hormone CEO so I can know what you're up to. And as always, thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast. This show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. Now, if there's someone who needs to hear this today, which maybe someone does, 
I would love for you to share it. Take a moment, screenshot it, or send the link on over to them via text message or share it on social, share it on Instagram. That way we continue to spread the word about hormone literacy. And if you do share it on social, again, hashtag hormone CEO. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.